Hello, minions, and welcome to the final episode of Evil Campaign. Every part of working on this show was a joy. I remember back when we were first putting together Evil Campaign, and Kat and I were fretting over who could possibly play the characters to join the larger cast of the crew of the Minoc. In my mind, one of Campaign's great strengths has always been the ensemble. The way the performers connected and worked together to make the show fun and entertaining while Kat kept us slouching towards a much more meaningful plot. We found Tyler right away. He was absolutely perfect for the role of Zero. But picking a partner for him, the person who would play Blue, was much harder. Thankfully, Kat chose Jim, a person who really made the role his own. He definitely took Blue in some unexpected directions. But all of that led to a stronger bond between the characters, which was a symptom of how close we were as a cast. This episode and this arc really only hints at larger things that were yet to come with the story of Evil Campaign. But in a way, I felt like it expresses a lot of what made this branch of Campaign really great. We took the one-dimensional, scene-chewing Star Wars villains that we started out with, and we turned them into a family. Probably an even more functional one than the one we have on main Campaign. As we look ahead, I'll definitely miss these folks. And I'll miss the stories that we didn't manage to tell with them. But I'm comforted by the fact that I know what they got was pretty incredible. Thank you to Tyler, thank you to Jim, and of course, thank you to Kat for making Evil Campaign a really special experience when it could have just been a dumb gimmick. And of course, while I'm thanking people, I should also thank all of you, not just for listening, but for talking about the show to each other, for making fan art and fanfic. The thing that I find so amazing and inspiring is the ways in which people took the characters that we put on the show and they dug into them and found the things about those characters that we as the cast really loved. For loving the show enough to cherish everything that was said and pick up on things that were left unsaid. Having a few tears at a moment like this is good, but remember to please laugh and enjoy this show. Now before we get to it, I have to take a quick moment to thank a couple of our backers on Patreon. Because those Patreon backers helped unlock Evil Campaign in the first place, and we wouldn't have any of this wonderful mess without them. Not that Drew. Thank you so much. David Rourke. Thank you. Michael Thompson. Thank you so much. Richard Smith. Thank you. Melody Pinkston. Thank you so much. Chessel Shock Studios. Thank you. Mike Divers. Thank you so much. Pope Diction Productions. Thank you. Evad. Thank you so much. Elsa. Thank you. Katie Chin, thank you. Chris Russell, thank you so much. Makeshift Razor, thank you. Lucy Newman, thank you very much. Level 41,821, thank you. Nicholas W. Morris, thank you so much. Ian Morton, thank you. Misha Handman, thank you very much. Alice Tobin, thank you so much, Alice. Joseph Rundle, thank you. James Sweetland, Thank you very much. I want to say Ian Jackson, but I think it's Ian Jackson. Thank you. Adelaide Bordas Purcell. Thank you so much. And Aaron Burns. Thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon, for everyone who will support us in the future, and for all of you who support us in innumerable other ways. And now, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Party most foul. Minister Blue is embroiled in a high-stakes political game at the Imperial Gala. Intimidating rivals and currying favor with Grand Moff Tarkin. However, will he realize that he is playing an even higher-stakes game with his friends? 
isolating them and taking them for granted. As Blue chases his political goals, will he realize what he is sacrificing in his personal life? The attention is quickly drawn to her. Uh, Zero, I'm going to need a stealth roll from you. Stealth roll. Oh, yes. Please. (laughs) Stealth. Oh, I can do that. (laughs) And then what's the difficulty on it? Uh, We just rewind at Leia. (laughs) I am going to say it is... Blood orange mimosa. Well, in this situation, Leia would be your opponent. (laughs) And, and she's five, so she's not very fast. <laughs> not very fast, but I, she's I, very aware. But she is an adversary yes. of high level. So I'm going to it's say, like Tamlin, does he have a character sheet? And we establish that she's very alert and paying attention. I think this is three red. Three I think red? you were rolling against three red again. What? This is the difficulty that I would have in this situation would just be three purple dice normally. Okay. Um, but the adversary rules in Edge of the Empire state that when you're up against an adversary, they upgrade the difficulty of the die one per level. Leia, okay. being Leia, is going to land you with three red dice. Cool. Yeah, I'll do it. I need one more one more red. Hell yeah. Is... I wouldn't give you this if I didn't think you could pass it, but you could also <laughs> fail, and oh, it would be this great. this is definitely going to fail. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got it. Really? Yeah! Two successes and one disadvantage? Am I reading that right? Um, I think it's one success. Oh, yes, one success. Yes, one success. Wow! So, So, hang on. The effect is that she's not going to see who threw it? No one is going to see who threw it. Oh, okay. But there will be people suspecting, because I would like to do something, unless you want to narrate something real quick on that. Oh, no, 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 no. I I want to see how you try and spin this. Okay, because... He has a good ability. Let's see how Zero sneaks away first. Well, yeah, okay, so in the moment, like, when he's like, he shrugs, chucks it, and then, like, as, like, he's, we're watching it, like, everybody's watching it, like, cascade towards Leia, he then just, like, whips around, sort of, like, rolls around, like, two or three couples to, like, a, like, a separate side of the room, and then, like, pulls off of one of the trays from, like, the waiters walking by a separate blood red mimosa and then he just begins mulling back with the dude who like oh sorry i blew up your shit bro just yeah just (laughs) as uh you bring that uh to your helmet like whatever allows you to drink liquids leia's piercing cry uh calls out throughout the red carpet As people sort of like immediately like attention to the this crying five year old princess, mm-hmm. uh, and everyone's sort of like in a circle around like you know we're in fancy party. We don't know what to do with a five year old kid. I'm standing there with Ava, and I sort of give Ava, Ava is the, glaring at him. <laughs> I give you the wink, like good idea. You had the right idea. I give you a big wink. And what I immediately do Glaring is... Glaring at him. <laughs> I am going to use my improved in the know, which is a deception versus vigilance check to spread misinformation, essentially through the community. Loving this. <laughs> so I am going to try and spin it as as no one knows who threw the glass, that it is, in fact, my rival, Minister Jakar. Loving this. <laughs> so Here's that- what's good about this, because this is like a prom movie. <laughs> yes, it yeah. is. We're with the villains. <laughs> We're with the bad people. We're the bad kids, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I don't know whose vigilance I'm making the check against. Um, so I think it's like the general... Probably Jakar, right? Yeah, okay. Or, or no, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's I mean, a good the, point. The pop, like I guess, the general populace. The general populace. So I'd say Jakar is an adversary at level two. I'd say this is like a thing of of normal difficulty because you've got people at a party who are curious about an event that happened. So it should be pretty easy for Blue to spin it. I'm going to say it's just two red dice. Two red dice. The only reason they're red is, once again, because Jakar is an adversary. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay, so I got four successes, two advantages, and is that two failures and one disadvantage? Two disadvantages and one failure. Okay, so they can, so just three successes. Yep. Okay, so you're standing next to an Imperial officer who's like looking over at the situation. My, what happened there? Yeah, and I'm like, can you believe, did you see Jakar just throw that glass? What? Yeah, he just turned that. Listen, I like the guy. You know, I just think maybe he needs to be a little bit more responsible when he gets too many uh, blood orange mimosas in him. My, my. It is preposterous, is it not? Oh, God. (laughs) 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 My lady, I'm sorry that you had to witness that. Uh, It must have damaged your delicate countenance. Yes, it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) She's just... Glaring at Blue. <laughs> and so and, it's circle. We, we see from like an above shot of the rumor circling around and infecting the populace. Meanwhile, the Organa family, Bale instantly scooped her up and her mother is like wiping it off, trying to tell her it's okay. And they like scoot off to the bathroom together. I hook my arm in, in Ava's and start like leading her away. Great plan. Great plan. <laughs> You're good at this. You should do more of this. <laughs> so now for the master stroke. What's that? We need to go say hi. That's that's the master stroke. That's Did where we are. There? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. What about zero? What about zero? So he's uh, over there alone. Zero is still just like chatting up the party. I guess he's kind of also taken in the rumor that has already spread around. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, yeah, Jakar, man. Sometimes I feel like when he gets around like people that are kind of like higher up than him, he's got to like show his force, which is kind of just like a bad way of like going into a party. Am I right? Um, and every now and again, he's like checking in to like see what's up with you guys, but, uh, he's kind of just like, uh, resigned that he's going to be a work in the crowd. Did you notice before, when he came around, that he only got a drink from me? Uh, now that you point that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that weird? He's only got two arms. Isn't I've it weird? I bought him more than that, but he only wears one extra one at a time. It's weird that he got the drink from me and not you, isn't it? What are you saying? I mean, it's not even a drink that I like. And he knows what I like to drink. So it's kind of like he was making a point. You think so? Definitely, yeah. You should have a talk with him. Why should I have a talk you with him? dense man. Why should I, of all people? Because you have an issue with the drink that he brought you, so no. have a discussion nope. so he knows nope. which ones no, to bring no, you correct. No, no, this is no, very straightforward. That is not what's going on. No? No, think about it. Why Why would he um, be... Ex- what do you think is going on? I think me and you are about to go and show up my rival once and for all, now that he's already been embarrassed, and I think... Zero's doing what Zero does at these events. You're supposed to be analytical. I am analytical. I'm not going to tell you what this is. It's a masterstroke. You were part of it. I, I thank you for that. You're going to think through it. Hmm. A little little emoji bubble just pops up above his head, and it's just going to Sinoch and Friends editing, and then it comes back down. <laughs> 
I'll turn this over. <laughs> okay. Let's go. As you are approaching for Blue's master stroke, uh, Blue, again, is walking dripping with confidence. Oh, yeah. He's going to deliver the coup de grace, the killing blow to his hated rival. When almost like bumping into her, because again, you are so full of pride in this moment, you're not quite paying attention to where you're going. You very nearly bump into, but don't actually make physical contact with Lufon. How has Lufon dressed for this event? Well, she's wearing... Okay, Inquisitor Lufon was a high-ranking naval officer before she became an Inquisitor. Mm -hmm. So she is wearing Admiral Lufon gear. I like this. One question that I have for you. Yeah. How do medals and honors translate over from the Republic? Because you must have been, like, an admiral in the Republic prior. Yes, but they don't really acknowledge all of that stuff, I don't believe. But I, I got to imagine with these high-ranking military officials, the only way you could acknowledge it is by acknowledging the Republic. Yeah, but they. I, I mean, think that's... that they just became the Empire. So instead, that's what all of the bars are. Well, yeah, exactly. Does she have bars? Is she incredibly decorated? Yes. Okay. Inquisitor Lufan is an incredibly decorated naval officer. She flies. That's what she likes to do. Um, So she is in, I guess it's a white uniform that has uh, lots of blue and red hips and it's the fancy dress one so i think it has like gold piping i don't know i don't we don't get to see these events so i don't know what it looks like but i imagine it looks pretty hella her white and silver hair is done up back into a knot that is slightly more complex than the knot that she normally wears Mm -hmm. she is she is not a woman for foof as she puts it rangan inquisitor lufan hi how are we doing Interested to see you here. Yes? I didn't take you as one for social events. I'd like to to stick to my work, you know that. Of course, you know Ava Arik, yes. Who's uh, here on duty? Who is here on duty? Inquisitor. Arik, what are you doing here? I've received orders from you. She raises an eyebrow. Two sets of eyes turned towards me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to flip a dark side point Hell at this yeah, point. Yeah, you are. And I would like, uh, is, is Grand Moff Tarkin present at the event? Absolutely. I would like him to just immediately in this like paused of silence, like he just sort of walks into eyesight of all three of us. And Grand Moff is above Inquisitor, yes? Of course. Oh, yes. Okay, I don't know that much about this. I so he's, Grand he's, Moff's like he's, up, up, right? He, I think he outranks Vader. Oh, really? Is that right? Yes. The, the thing is that they're not... They don't. They don't overlap. They don't overlap, so it's not it's not clear. Like, right. yes, he does outrank him, but Vader can say, "Hey, I need this for X reason," and unless Grand Moff Tarkin has a real good reason, Vader gets to do it. Is right. basically how it works. Okay, so he he walks into into eyesight, then immediately all three of us, you know, drawn attention to to the Grand Moff. Perfect. Grand Moff Tarkin is. Dressed in an imperial uniform, uh, it is not the grays. This is white. This is formal imperial white. But he has the same sort of decorations that Grand Moff Tarkin normally wears. And he's wearing very comfortable formal shoes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, But he is sipping the blood orange mimosa and just (laughs) boredly looking around the room. Grandmoff Tarkin, 
Ah. His eyes light up a little bit, and he smiles coolly at both Blue and Lufon, not really acknowledging Ava, and steps over. Rengim. Grandma, how, how are we enjoying the festivities? It is the Imperial Ball. It <laughs> It absolutely is. It, 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 it's the pinnacle of, of high fashion and enjoyment within, within the Empire. Mm, so says the Hollow Nut. And with that, he sips his mimosa once more. And I, I, I give a polite party laugh. <laughs> yes, as it should say. Mm, Lufon, it is so good to see you here. I must commend you um, of the operation that took place on Findar. And with that, Lufan is sort of squints trying to assess the situation. And she very guardedly says, yes, my men were in a very good position that day. And while this is going on, I'm immediately just full body positioning to put those two in a conversation and get me and Ava out of there. Okay. I'm going to need you to Ooh. make a roll using a presence skill. Using presence? Any any sort of social engineering thing. Uh-huh. Ooh, Computers. Charm? Yeah. <laughs> I have presence to hell, but it's you. It's an ability. Up at the top so of your it might sheet. be. It might be charm. It might be. And I don't have presence to help. Can I? I've got. I've got just, two. Yeah, yeah I got a good charm. It. Yeah. I thought I had a uh, thing charm. Let me cool do a thing. could do it. Um, I don't think leadership quite mm-hmm. plays into this one. Would coercion work? No, coercion's no. intimidation. Okay. Uh, then probably charm. Yeah, I'd say okay. this is a charm. Let's do charm. This is a charm. You're trying to. Difficulty? Yes. Uh, the difficulty on this... I don't know. Tarkin doesn't strike me as a charming sort. And also, the, I wouldn't say this is an opposed role. I'd say you're trying to beat a flat difficulty of two purple. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, three successes. Do you need to know that he led the operation on Findar? Uh, I do know that he did okay, that. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Yep. And that was the, he had an opportunity to take credit for that, and uh, I'm choosing not to. He did not choosing on with the operation. You're not. It's okay. No, have we not established blue is petty. No, it's okay. We will talk about it in character in a few <laughs> seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so Lufan like guardedly going, yes, the right people were in the right place, and Tarkin goes. I wonder if we could look into conquering more planets in that style. As I understand, very few Imperial resources were used. And Lufan carefully starts talking through this conversation, warming up to the idea that this success was her success. Um, And with that distraction, you are able to extract yourself and Ava from that conversation. Close one. Uh, are you kidding me? Uh, no, that was that was a close call. Focus on the mission, Ava. Okay. You, that's supposed to be your thing. Blue, I, okay, blue. <laughs> freckles, look. Easy with the freckles talk. I don't care a lot about the Empire's whole thing. Not a good room to say that in. But you do, right? Yes. Do you have any idea how many days in a row Zero and I had to run around Fendar to make that whole thing happen for you? Yeah. 
you all worked and you did your job and it was wonderful. It was difficult. Yeah, I'm sure. I, 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 I hated it a lot. You, you hate most things, Ava. What have we interacted with that you've enjoyed? You need to lighten up. Have a drink. <sighs> I like lots of things. I think I see where you're struggling, Abba. Shush. <laughs> Let me get through this. I've been helping you out tonight, and we are going to talk through this right now. Okay. This, this Pip, whoever he is, you just gave up the opportunity to take credit for the work that you led, that you did a good job with. We did a good job with Fendar. And you just let Lufan, the woman who is trying to kill us, take credit for that. Yes, I did. So that we could, what, rub my boobs in this guy's face? Listen, Ava, I understand this could be hard for you to understand. What we did was we did our job, and we did our job very, very well. We will continue to do our job very, very well. If Inspector Lufon is interested in our death, she most certainly can try, and I'm not concerned about that. We saw who Grand Moff Tarkin addressed first, and it wasn't her. I'm not concerned with that position. What I am concerned about is personal goals. That is something that I have in spades. I don't know what your personal goals are, Ava. That's why I can't connect with you. But I have goals. I have aspirations. I have things that I want to complete. And when I complete these things, it makes me whole. And they don't have to do with getting any sort of recognition in the Empire? No. Okay, fine. Let's go. Let's go rub your boobs in someone's face. I'm into it. (laughs) With that, you... Oddly serious moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you... Once again, scan the room and you find Jakar. Yes, the confrontation. I, I my eyes go over. Um, I'm I'm searching for zero. You don't see him. Yes. Huh? Yeah, you don't see him. All right, we're in a great scene. <laughs> it's coming. Yes. My my face drops a little bit, but returns to focus. We're approaching him. Uh, the so villain of villains. Jakar. <laughs> You walk over to Jakar. Uh, Jakar is God. I'm trying to think of what the Imperial Senate must look like, because like there are some senators around, perhaps from Mandalore, perhaps the Mandalorian senators. You have Mandalorian models two and three sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Jakar is laughing with his next to his wife. The Senators from Mandalore are also laughing. Um, everybody's having a fantastic time as you approach their group. <laughs> oh, Minister Jakar, how are we doing? Are we enjoying the party? Oh, my. If it isn't Rengan, Minister, it's so nice to see you. Uh, yes. Yes, it is nice. I. It, it's a shame what happened earlier with, with the princess and all that, but I'm glad you're still enjoying yourself. Not sure what you mean. Is this your wife? No, I'm not. Hi. This is the Ava Ark. Oh, this is a woman who doesn't want to be your wife. Nice to meet you. I'm one of his good friends. Yeah. I don't see why I'd need to be his wife. That's presumptuous and gross of you to assume i'm sorry uh 
The minister and I had a conversation before the event, and he told me that he would be coming with a very serious partner. I assumed that he had gotten married when he was out in the Outer Rim somewhere. I didn't know that he was just attending a state dinner with a very good friend. Oh, partnerships take many forms. It's so weird that you'd associate something with ownership as the only sort of partnership that's Oh, I don't need a lecture important. from you. Thank you very much. Um, but I believe we were Blue is having... like offended. How gross of him to shut me down. Does he talk to the, you like uh, this? The senators from Mandalore sort of look at you guys. She looks at the, the um, woman next to him. Listen, uh, she, she gives you a look right back. She's really surprised. We didn't, we didn't jump in bed together in a week and jump in marriage together in a month like some people do here in the inner realm. The senators in, from Mandalore now look very uncomfortable. <laughs> I think we're going to go uh, so see, soon. See you around, Minister Jakar. Wait, is that? Hold on, is that? That's oh, ma- the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian uh, senators say that, and they excuse themselves. This guy's wife smiles incredibly uncomfortably at this situation. And you haven't even introduced me to your new bride. Of course. Forgive me, darling. This is Minister Rengan, and I'm afraid I didn't catch your name. His good friend, Ava Arik. Ava Arik. Please, uh, this is Belinda. Belinda is the chairman of the Vornscare Rescue that has its seat here on Coruscant. I shake your hand. Blink three times if you're, you're being held against your will. <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. <laughs> that was one or two blinks. <laughs> huh. 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 Yeah. What do you do? I work for the Empire. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Are you a soldier? How would I classify my work? Do we think? I don't. Do you have an official title? Yeah, I'm a hand of the emp. Well, I'm a hand of the emperor. But what do we think? Is that hands of the emperor? Hand, call hand is not like something that is like a public position. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So what do we think? She'd say because she she attends these events. This isn't oh, the yeah. first time she's done this. Okay. I just don't know what she'd say. Independent contractor. Yeah, that's uh, not consultant. I just don't think she'd be bad at this. I, work with I don't the know Inquisitor. what this is. Um, I work with the Inquisitor. Okay, because that's what you do. <clears throat> I work with the Inquisitor. Oh, that must be so interesting. It is. Uh, Jakar doesn't do any of the military stuff. He's he's more of a of a statesman here, so I don't get to hear about much on the front lines. Yeah, so is the, the Vornskir problem that bad that you got to have a whole foundation for it? Oh, it's terrible. Is it? Oh, minister, you don't know. Darling, they don't know. It's all right. When you start her on this Vornskir thing, she just has to get through it. It's really actually quite interesting. Vornskirs. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you just shut up for a minute because adults are talking? I would love to hear about this. Oh, no, I, I, I apologize. I was doing an impression of Minister Jakar, how he had addressed you earlier. I'm so, we have a little back-and-forth joke You're thing right, that he we was do. like that, and it was he terrible. It was a bad, yeah. Oh, okay. But Vornskir is I can fascinating. see that this, these are not friends of yours, are they, Jakar? Um, and he goes, no, I don't think they are. Well, we have had such a great time talking to you, Minister uh, but we're gonna go. Uh, it was so nice seeing you here. Have him, have him like turn and walk away. 
And he turns and walks away. I I take my cane and I hook it on his belt loop just to stop him. Okay. I'm going to need you to yeah. roll that. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, what do I roll for that? <laughs> uh, that would be some sort of uh, like agility-based thing. I'm sure that's um, not going to be great. Because like you're going to need to go under his jacket to do that. Thank you. Athletics or coordination? Coordination. That's exactly. Both of them are the same. What difficulty? Uh, I'd say probably two purple. It shouldn't be too difficult, but it's not easy. Ooh, so that is then a failure. That's a failure. Oh, it's a failure. Those are the things. Okay. Uh, so it's a failure straight up. Yeah. Yeah. One failure. That's failure. You canceled out the disadvantages. So you like <laughs> swing at him with your cane and you miss him. So I guess Ava notices that he's starting, that he's trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And she just binds him. Binds me or binds? Binds him. Okay. Okay. Just, just flicks, her, flicks her wrist and grabs his belt loop. I'm of. flipping a light side point. Mm-hmm. Uh the top of Blue's cane comes undone and strikes Belinda in the in her back, uh, and she goes "ow" and turns around, uh, and the rest of the party like stops. Did you just throw your cane at me? How dare you, sir? Accuse me. I'm a woman. <laughs> There's a lot of rumbling yeah. around this scene. I'm a wounded war vet, and I tripped. I apologize. And now I recognize the top of your cane anywhere, uh, says Jakar, stooping down to pick up uh, the, like, it's like a bird head, right? Yeah, it's um, like a four-eyed bird or and something. Toss it, tosses it back to you. Look, I know we've had our differences, but I don't think it's appropriate to air such grievances in a public place like this. Please, I know you don't come to events like this very often, but if you have a problem with me, I would love for you to work that out with me in confidence. There's sort of a mumbling and a grumbling looking around the room, and you can see, like, you're sweating a little bit, uh... And you're feeling the heat of the situation, and you can see over to the side, Inquisitor Lufan is standing there with her eyebrow arched, watching the situation. And Grandmoff Tarkin is there as well. He slowly brings up the drink to his lips and sips as he watches. Okay. I take the, the, the head of the cane. I screw it back on to the... Or the I'm sorry, the head of... Yeah, head of the cane. I screw it back on... I tap it to the ground a couple times. I have delivered my apology. It was but a mistake. As you can see, and I stretch my leg out, which isn't shaped exactly right, and you can tell underneath the tailored suit, I have received some grievous injuries from defending the Empire and defending threats to the Empire. I apologize for the failures of my body as I have given it to the Empire. I... We all feel bad that during an operation that you led, you were captured by a group of rebels. Believe me, Belinda worries that something like that could happen to me every night should there be more disastrous failures in our military. But I pledge to everyone here that 
with me as minister on Coruscant, there's no way that could happen at an event like this. So, next round of drinks is on me. Blue, why don't you take a seat and and just get that leg back into shape? And Blue, he's looking for words and can't find them. And there's the, there's are like you clapping. I'm joining in the, the, the definitely already, people are clapping. already going on claps. <laughs> I'm um, looking around the audience for zero again. I would assume that we're kind of like higher up levels wise in this compound. So there's like a doorway that goes to like a balcony, mm-hmm. um, and but he zeroes in the doorway of the balcony, watching everything, doing like a very slow <laughs> clap. So I, I'm I'm in the middle, like there's all the clapping going on. Mm-hmm. I my face, I lose composure. I turn bright red. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of drop it down low, hunch my shoulders up to try and disguise no one seeing my utter shame. And I I slowly clack 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 out of the middle of the circle as everyone sort of rejoins into their social. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get up towards the balcony area where Zero is, and. Uh, I, uh, as I, as I walk past him, I go, come on, Zero. And I walk out towards the balcony. He's like, come on, Zero. He walks by. Uh, Zero kind of turns to him. He's like, are you sure you need my assistance? Do you need my employment at this time? Is that something that you, I'm being paid to do? Am I on the payroll right now? What are you talking about, Zero? Well, A, you're always on the payroll, if we're being clear. But no, I don't need an employee. I need a friend right now. Did you just see that? was humiliated in there yeah i saw you go up to humiliate somebody and it turned against you he deserved it did what you did see he... what he just did to me both of you exchanging pointed niceties at each other is not something that i really have any interest in picking up the pieces after and and i sort of just like sit down on the edge there there's like it's a grand balcony that overlooks the city um you know and it's got a nice nice railing that's all the way around it and i just sort of lean lean back on it to take the the pressure off my leg uh out here in the in the night sky where it's just the two of us there's like a beat of silence and then zero's like here's the thing why do you need a bodyguard look at me the things that you do outside of the operation on Mandalore, where you inserted yourself into somewhere you didn't need to be and you paid for it, and he gestures to uh, his leg, you shouldn't even be seeing combat. You don't need someone to protect you. So why do you keep me on your payroll? What does it matter to you? You get your paycheck. It's what you want. It is what I want. It is exactly what I have said that I want. I also... How hard are we trying to dance around this? Signal me. I think this needs to be said first. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Who says I get what I want? All right? I get the paycheck. I do. But I also put myself out there, man. I. What am I going to do with this? Why did I come here? You tell me why I came here. Because you know that I don't want to be here. You know that I don't want to be here and I don't need the money. I can't answer why why you came here. How am I supposed to answer that? Did you come here because I paid you? Or did you come here because you wanted to be here? Those are the only two possibilities, right? But why did I want to be here? You asking me or you asking yourself? I was ready to do this for you. I was ready to do this for you. And I feel like I am always ready to do things for you. And I don't think that's coming back at me. And it's not worth a paycheck. Calf order. 
In steps Ava, holding <laughs> two cups of calf. Three. Three. Or two and a black nebula, I guess. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> two calves and a ne- black nebula, uh, which has calf in it, I think. Uh, maybe. Maybe. So, yeah, Av comes out onto the balcony. Blue Blue takes the calf, and realizing now that he has been without it for a long period of time, at least two hours, he just dives into like it. Like Popeye and spinach. <laughs> Zero takes his calf, holds it for a beat as Blue downs his his cup, and then just gestures into <laughs> to Blue. And gives him the second and one. Gives him the second. Mm, she sits down on the other side of Blue. Okay, so we learned something about being nice to people as a means of being mean to them. Did oh we? Did we not? I don't, don't know ex- what lesson was supposed to be learned in there. Don't expect them to learn a lesson. We, don't expect them to learn anything. Uh, okay, did we learn the other so one? Those are mean words. Did we learn the zero lesson? What's the zero lesson? The zero lesson was you were a dick to zero earlier. I was a dick to you? And I... I tried to I tried to tell him, but I didn't tell him. I was letting. I no, was waiting no, you for him don't. To, you don't. It's not your job. To I know tell it's him. not my it's job, not your to, tell job him. to tell him. I just was. I, I I let him. I put the pieces out there for him to figure it out on his own. When was I a dick to you? The entirety of the last twenty four hours. How so? I asked you to to help me with a problem. You did an insufficient job of finding me a date. You wouldn't wear the dress, uh, and then Ava had to step in and do it. Who did a subpar job and then we came here and you act as my bodyguard in in full right you didn't defend me from the embarrassing situation but i still like you how was cool. i a dick? no cool great great see i, feel I like, still we still we, you like cool we're great we're cool man i feel like there's a disconnect if there's no disconnect i will uh this has been great uh this is uh let's see it's been my day off for the last oh wow 18 hours so um i'm just gonna I'll call. I'll see you guys later. Really? Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna check out. I'm just gonna. No, 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 no. <laughs> you are not leaving me. <laughs> Don't you do that to me, Zero? Are you? Synox <laughs> is not here. <laughs> I am not going to be alone <laughs> with him here. Oh my god! We're on this ship. A, con- it, it's okay. It's okay. This Thank is, uh, you. Okay. Okay, I'll I'll stick around. I'll Thank stick you. around for another half half hour. Okay. For for you. Thank you. I'm sticking around for for Ava. So? Are you okay? I'm fine. How are we I'm going right to fix here. this? How are we going to fix this? I'm trying to see if there's perhaps <laughs> another skill for it, but I think it is perception. Blue, I think you need to make a perception check. <laughs> perception. I have good perception, you apparently. Need- yeah, hey, just straight roll. Me. Uh, hey, he got three successes and two, <laughs> two triumphs. triumphs. <laughs> that is almost the best possible <laughs> roll. Best yeah. roll. <laughs> that is very nearly the best possible roll. So I, I was going to stay to difficulty, but it it clearly does not matter. Uh, so you've been wrestling with some things, perhaps your entire life. Perhaps just since Mandalore, perhaps since the operation on Findar, perhaps since you received the news that the Imperial Gala was happening, you have been wrestling with these things. And you have been told flat out what your problems were to your face. But of course, 
there's something that's part of your personality, something that's part of what makes you you that prevents you from seeing that. So I will say with this perception role, whether blue, it is possible for blue to acknowledge failures of his own. I don't know. I can't speak to that. (laughs) What I can say is this role will allow you to see the damage that has been done as the result of actions that happened today. And you know what is at jeopardy right now in this situation. As Ava and Zero are having this conversation directly in front of Blue, (laughs) Blue's head just sort of sinks down again. And his whole body sinks down. He just drops to the ground, sits on his ass, puts his back to the the banister that's behind him, (sighs) throws his cane off to the side. It's a mess of a night. It's been a mess of a life. I I came from what some would say a lot, what some would say very little, to to make a name and I've 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 made a name. I've made a name that, that I thought matters, but every time I, I come to one of these events, I'm the butt of the joke. I'm the butt of the joke before I get here. I'm the butt of the joke while I'm here. I'm the butt of the joke to my face. My friends who came with me, I'm the butt of joke right in front of them. Right now. How am I supposed to function in that type of environment? How can any person deal with that level of stress? The only thing I am is what a success I am, and I'm not actually a success. I convinced one person in the entire empire to give me a shot, and that was Grand Moff Tarkin. I've done one thing successful in my entire career, and I sit in a room with people laughing at me. Zero, you want to go home? Go home. I pay for a bodyguard, not because I need a bodyguard. I pay for a bodyguard so that you'll be here. Ava? Mm-hmm. You're an evil, evil space witch. Morality's real relative, Blue. I take exception to evil, and I wish you wouldn't use it. <laughs> and you have very annoying beliefs on philosophy. But you're one of the few people I trust in a deadly situation. And that's why I asked you to be here. At a gala? <laughs> Does it get any more deadly? Yes. Blue, yes. <laughs> I think that's you sinking down. Next yeah, to that's yeah. the she sinks down on her knees next to him. These things aren't that scary. You can handle these things. Yeah. I, listen, I know you see me as a rock. No. <laughs> No one sees you like that. You're like really, yeah. You're like at best, you're wet sand. Like you, you, you're able these, to take a lot of different shapes, but it, these any are the kind insults of to any kind of like I'm opposition or I'm like water painful. current or like even a little bit of rain, like you start crumbling There's apart. Knives to my heart right now. An insult and an observation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not seeing the difference between the two in this particular instance. No, keep going, keep going. I feel like we got like, sidetracked. I, I did. Okay, where were we? Okay, you all see me as a rock. No, well, let's see. Again, we got... Well, let's, we should come... You're very shaky as an yeah. individual, mm-hmm. both physically and mentally. It's real easy to get under your skin, and and I feel like once... Like, you do it one time, and, like, the whole week is ruined, and... Uh, I'm but, a sensitive guy. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, okay, yeah. Continue. That's just not a rock, but continue. Okay, go ahead. You all see me as a rock, but I'm actually a sensitive guy. Every now and then, you can see glimpses through to the true blue. And I'm a little blue. 
sometimes events like this. I thought this would be this would be my time. I could show up someone, could be blue. I wouldn't be the guy being laughed at. I wouldn't be the kid. That's what they call me in that room. You're you know pretty, it. You're pretty young. Yeah, man. I don't like being called a kid. I don't like being treated like a kid. I don't like being treated like the person that doesn't belong in that room. Zero, did anyone think you didn't belong in that room? Ava, did anyone think you didn't belong in that room? Probably. No. You don't know that. I do know that. (sighs) They also probably don't think Zero belongs there. Because the thing is that he's a bodyguard. And I'm an alien. And there are starting to become problems with being an alien. Are you not paying attention to what the Empire is doing, Blue? I'm paying very close attention to what the Empire is doing. Yes, there are xenophobic people within here, but that's not the large reach of the Empire. It's also what you're promoting. It's what you're creating. Mm, You gotta do what they want you to do to a degree. Right. I'm not talking about that. I'm just... I'm saying that that's the increasingly predominant culture. Do you think so? Yes. So you don't feel like you belong here either? No. Zero, do you feel like you belong here? Uh, I don't belong here and I don't want to be here. Well, the ship doesn't get back for another four hours. And if the three of us don't belong in that room, why don't we order some damn drinks and have our own little party here? Uh, I talked to the guy at the bar. Uh, he says he's going to be breaking out the cherry mimosas soon. <laughs> Maybe get a sneak peek at that guy and, I don't know, maybe see if we can get access to Jakar's cruiser and mess up the engine? Yes. Yes. I'm fully on board with this. Yes. 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 Waiter, three mimosas and the largest wrench you have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. The large wrench. Do we, do we pan out to the three of us just <laughs> drinking on uh Yeah, yeah, I think it's the three of you drinking, having a fantastic night. It's it's sort of like we see photographs of the <laughs> night after that. Uh you guys have a great time out there. You are sort of like dancing on your own. Um Why did we just have a prom episode? <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the- what the hell? <laughs> then we see photographs of you guys tampering with Jakar's ship. Clearly just stuffing the wrench into a giant exhaust pipe. Yeah. Pouring sand into the engine. Yeah, it's just, just all... Sticking bananas and things. All kinds of messed up. And you retire to the J.W. Mary Hut and go to sleep very late. That next morning... Blue, you're slightly hungover, Mm. but you're also the first one up. Of course. That's because your body is at least 30% caffeine at any given (laughs) moment. You head out downstairs to breakfast in the hotel. It is still much earlier than most people are up and around. You go down to the breakfast area. It's a seat yourself situation. You look out and you see alone at one of the tables in the J.W. Mary Hut is... Grand Moff Tarkin, who is reading a hollow pad and enjoying his coffee. <laughs> the the idea of like one of the most Uh-oh. powerful people in the galaxy, galaxy just sitting in this hotel lobby, just Uh-oh. like watching C-SPAN. We're gonna die. <laughs> Again, the, the whole block, of course, like, is shut down. Like 
This is the Imperial Gala. Literally, the most people, important people in the galaxy are yeah. all here right now. I get up. Mm-hmm. I walk over to the, the edge of sort of the, the blocked off area. Mm-hmm. Steal myself for a minute. Take a deep breath. I walk in. I walk up to the table. Yep, and without looking up from his holopad at all, with uh, calf in one hand, Minister Rengen. Grand Moff Tarkin, how are you doing this morning? As good as one can expect. He puts his coffee down. I despise this. What's that? The gala, the whole event. The senators, the ministers, military men trying to climb the ladder. Sit down. It's difficult to talk to you when you're standing, hovering over me. He pulls out a chair. He eases himself down in with his leg. He rests his cane against the side of the table. What I envy most of our emperor is that he doesn't have to attend events like that. I could be very envious of being able to do just that thing. I can see that, minister. You know, I'm fond of your work, yes? Thank you, Grand Moff. I am not entirely fond of some of your work. Is that so, Grand Moff? It is. There are people in the Empire who are not entirely fond of aspects of your work. I could understand that. What I need from you to succeed in my work is for you to be better at the things you are bad at. The Empire depends on a man like you. I don't know if you're the correct shape for that man, but from what I've seen, I believe you could be. The next Imperial Gala I expect to be a great success for Minister Rengen. Have I made myself clear? You have, Grand Moff. My duties are to the Emperor and the Empire. My only goal is to grow this Empire to the far reaches. I know that. That's but why. you don't know how truly dedicated I am. I will prove that over the next year. Then let me see it in your work. Indeed, Grand Moff. As you were, Minister. Um, he returns to his hollow pad. Mm. Minister Blue stands up out of his chair. Mm-hmm. His knee hits his cane that was resting on the side, and it falls over towards Grand Moff Tarkin, so it's on the floor next to him. Blue's eyes kind of go to the cane. And Tarkin leans down to pick it up rotates it so that the bird head is facing you and hands you the cane. Thank you, Grand Moff. And with that, I believe we're going to conclude the story. Uh, we get a freeze frame on Minister Blue. What does what does this movie say Minister Blue did? Yep. After, uh, I was thinking that the After whole time. this event. Oh, my God. <laughs> Little subtitles pop up on his face. His heart exploded soon after. (laughs) His heart grew three sizes that day. What are you talking about? Uh, Minister Blue went on to take his first pilot lesson in secret. Mm. He was promptly kicked out of the academy. Uh, We cut over to Ava. So Ava's uh, like sprawled on her bed in the Bluebird in like a really frilly ridiculous lingerie set and has uh, a Neumoidian Sparks book 
mm-hmm. um, open on the thing. Her caption is, uh, Ava Arik went on to extort five couture dresses out of blue. <laughs> <laughs> Smash over to uh, Zero in the cockpit. He's sort of like sitting in front of the dome and then over in the captain's seat. He's got, like, that mini Zero autopilot who's, like, doing his thing. And then in front of the autopilot is, like, a tiny mini Blue who's just, like, navigating, (laughs) uh, like, hand-to-head, like, looking out. Kind of like the screensaver. Zero's, like, flipping through a hollow of, like, Pilots Monthly. And then underneath it, Zero made a chicken panini later that week. (laughs) It was good. (laughs) Yes. And we cut to a freeze frame of Minister Jakar, and it says, Minister Jakar was killed in a (laughs) spaceship accident the day following the gala. (laughs) It was all anyone could talk about for a month. (laughs) Yes. And then there's a freeze frame of oh my God, Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin went on to destroy Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> and then a freeze frame of crying baby Leia. Oh, no. <laughs> and Leia went on to destroy the Empire. Nice. General Organa. General, that's right. Well, it's just it would just be at this point Leia Organa. Mm-hmm. Leia Organa went on to destroy the Empire. And that's the end of the movie. End of episode. Yeah. And now... How about some Dear Bluebirds? Dear Bluebird, my dad recently relocated from the core to the outer rim for work. I've noticed that there are so many more gross aliens out here. I know there were weird aliens at the core, but they normally stayed on the lower levels, where they belonged. What are the grossest aliens you've met, and how do you live with such gross creatures? Hail to the Emperor, Kraus on Kala. Oh yeah, I've got wow, a story that guy. About that. This dude is trying to get stabbed and or blasted immediately. You go around calling aliens gross, like, regardless, like, they're they're just gonna, you're not making any friends, man. Addressing people with a certain little amount of respect is how you protect your own back, man. If you go around calling people gross, uh, you're just building up bad feelings towards you and how you, like, talk to people. People are gonna, like, want to kill you. I work in an industry where everyone wants to kill everyone, and the more, like... Criff, you talk about them behind their backs, the more they are going to want to kill you. And at a certain point, someone's going to figure out how to kill you, man. Now, while I agree with that, Zero, at some point, you have to call out grossness when there's grossness. Like, I dealt and lived with this exact situation in the Academy, okay? I probably told you about this. Steve, oh my god, Steve, the grossest individual what kind I've of name ever is that? dealt with in my Steve. life. Steve. Steve. When he would no, thanks. When he would steep his tea, he would just leave the bag in the cup. Well, he was a monster. He monster. A monster. Yeah. Horrible monster. Horrible monster. When he rolled his socks, he did an overloop instead of an under. You can't allow these kind of injustices to go on in polite society. But those are things that somebody like chooses to do. Like, if you're a slimy-looking alien, you can't choose that. You can't sure. have, choose how much slime you're putting but out into the galaxy. If that slimy-looking alien's doing an overtuck on his socks, I'm going to have a problem. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if he, if he overtucks his sl- socks, those are slimy, gross, weirdly overtucked socks. That's just a fact. But, like, he can't, you can't, like, hate on this guy just because he is slimy. And 
the I'm using slimy as like the operative adjective, uh, <laughs> but it's not limited to sliminess. Side note zero, really good I job mean, on your recent sock inspections, by the way. Oh, yeah, been, yeah, the yeah. drawers have been looking really tight. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think one thing that you might be noticing, as someone who is working in the galactic core, you are around people who are at the peak of society and culture. And in the Outer Rim, you just don't have access to the same things. Here in the Galactic Core, it's all merit-based advancement. And in the Outer Rim, you know, there's not as much merit-based advancement because everyone that's good is in the Core, right? So there are just not as many good people outside the Core of society. Is that how we're messaging it these days? Well, I feel like that's Blue, the last that brief that Blue sent out. Blue, is that how we're messaging it these days? Listen, it's a sensitive subject, and the appropriate way to do this is you can't discriminate based on what a being looks like, right? But you can on where they live and what they do, and anytime they do anything that gets in the way of what the Empire would want. So, for instance, let's just say hypothetically there was a species that was big, fat, overweight slug people. Can they fit in stormtrooper gear? No. Right. Exactly. Can they wear any kind of effective battle armor? No, and often they don't. Do they look good on camera? Absolutely not. To, to each to their own, and they are, this hypothetical group, is a group that is not capable of doing anything useful. And even within a group of beings, there are degrees, and I think right. you'll find the less slimy an alien is, the better they are at doing their assigned role. What if even that if role is to produce slime? That's never been a job, and true, will never be true. a job very within true. the Galactic Empire. That's fair. And you that's a promise. That that's a, a promise that comes directly from the Emperor himself. Right, Zero. You and I are useful because we are very good at killing people. Mm-hmm. And if another being would happen to come along that's better at that role, right. they would advance in front of you. Yep, we should never forget that. Yep, that is where our loyalty should lie. And this is why the Empire works so well. What a great conversation. Right? Do you what hear a, what... Uh, what a great what? conversation starting. So what was their question? How to deal with... Well, no, it was what was the grossest alien that we've seen? <laughs> and for me, Choron. <laughs> Big weird spider people. Ugh. No thanks. <laughs> there, you gotta cut it down. Thanks. <laughs> Dear Zero, as a bounty hunter making her way through the universe, life has been easier than ever nabbing marks for the Empire. Fly into a system and you can find criminals of all sorts that the Empire wants dead or alive, which is a great way for this old dog to keep things afloat. That said, I had a job offer recently from a senator who wanted an experienced bounty hunter to watch their back, and I'm feeling a little conflicted. On the one hand, it seems like an even easier way to make money than what I'm doing now. Living on retainer with full health benefits, dental, and some cushy room and board would have been a dream come true back in the days of the Republic. 
I'm not exactly looking for a sugar daddy, but figure there are worse ways to end your career. On the other hand, I love the thrill of the hunt. To look in your enemy's eyes when you take them down, the smell of fresh blood, and living so close to the edge has been keeping me going over the years. You damn near fall off. So I need to know what made you decide Minister Blue was the one for you. Is protecting him and getting all the perks worth it, or do you miss the life of an assassin? Was there something about him that made you decide it was time to settle down? I just need some direction on the best course of action sign, conflicted on Coruscant. All right, conflicted. Hey, uh, so I'll I'll level with you, man. Like I miss being out there. Uh, I miss being a kind of a free agent, freelancing bounty hunter. Kind of miss uh, being able to get in my my ship and just kind of go wherever I want to. But uh, you know, y- you trade all that off, and sometimes it might be a trade for an emotional connection. Like somebody really gets you, and you, you just want to spend some time with that person, and uh, and you also want to protect that person. Sometimes they offer you more money than you could ever have looked at before. And sometimes those zeros and commas do something to your brain where it's like, okay, it's time to retire. And there's nothing really wrong with either of them, but you got to be honest with yourself. Because if you feel like if you take this money to protect this senator, likely he needs that protection because someone is actively trying to kill him. You don't necessarily get added mercenaries and bounty hunters unless there's an impending threat on your life. So uh, just know that you might be getting a pay grade increase, but there might be more guns being pointed your direction than you were used to before. So uh, just keep that in mind, man. It's Nothing is free. What makes the risk worth it? What makes the risk worth it? With those commas and zeros. There's a lot of commas, a lot of zeros. Sure. A lot. But lot. like you could probably like get that elsewhere right like how do you pick the right person for that sort of thing because like you could pick a st- any number well, of senators if yeah. i may answer the question for you zero also be prepared for that to happen because that'll happen a nope. lot you get on somebody's pay grade and then they they're everywhere they're interjecting they're everywhere so and i want to second all of these points that zero has made and that is the core to it between uh, bounty hunter and and becoming sort of a life um, partner. Life partner. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> is great word. Is clearly friendship, and that's what Zero was was explaining. The core with all of a of that. relationship is friendship. The, yeah, the core of who you should choose to. Rather, you should. If, if you don't have a good friendship with someone, uh-huh. then you should go out and search bounties elsewhere. But the only real reason to to settle down with a life partner protector uh, is if you have a good friendship with them, and that's what he was like. Those zeros and commas, you can get those anywhere. How long does it take to establish a friendship? Mm, pro- uh, was 20, 20 minutes. minutes? It take to the sign a check. 20 yeah. minutes? 20 minutes, 20 give minutes? or take. Happens best on the 1st or the 15th of the month. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, like, so well, what sort of questions and things do you need to ask to, like, know that the friendship is stable? Well, I mean, there's there's security questions involved. It's like, all right, who is actively trying to kill you? It's a great question to um, ask. Who are you actively antagonizing to kill you? Very good question. Now that one, that list was a lot longer than the first list for blue. I'm uh, more interested in things that are like material to the individual relationship. 
I don't see how that factors into the equation. No, I, th- I think it's a very good question. I, like, all right, here's here's a good one. We'll we'll do a little little example here. This, yeah. we, we we do this on on on, on special uh, z- zero and blue days. Blue, oh, okay. blue zero days. Yeah. Uh, the first and fifteenth, as you call them. Uh, blue, blue zero yeah. days. Uh, mm-hmm. Blue zero days. Um, why are you accepting this check from me? This bonus check that I'm having you right now and that you would never accept from anyone else. Right. And these are the bonus checks. So the bonus checks have a fun script that you. That you go along with. <laughs> okay, so do sorry, do it again. Yep, yep. Yeah, so yeah. why are you accepting this bonus check from me as opposed to accepting that from anyone else? I'm accepting this bonus check from you because you're my bestest of friends, buddy. And then I shake his hand, and then I wink with my heads-up display. Wink. Wink. Yep. All right, and then we say at the same time, time. friendship. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Who wrote that? Oh, okay, so it's just that. Who wrote that? Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 Ava. Yeah. I got I got a little letter here for you. What? What's it say? You, you want you want to just open up the packet? It's got a check inside. It's got a little script. Blue. Oh, this is despicable. Okay, have it back. Hang on. Hang well, on. no, you have to do the. Hey, Ava, can you sign this check over to me? Uh, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> now we're double friends. Blue, I, Ava, <laughs> am your friend. And I'm not allowed to accept bribes or tips. Sorry. <laughs> it's a bonus. Here's the next one. Dear Zero, I've recently decided that flesh is weak and cybernetics are the path to strength and immortality. Hell yeah. I saw you in the background of the Hollow News segment punching through walls and had to track you down. As someone who's new to the augmentation scene, where should I start? Would a brain augmentation be the most helpful item? Or should I get some sweet rocket-powered robot arms? Are there any upgrades you regret getting for your superior, unstoppable body? I eagerly await your reply so I can start punching through walls. Soon to be augmented on Alderaan. Ooh, that's a great question. First off, congratulations on uh, taking a step to become a better being. Because being cybernetic was one of the best things that I could have done for myself, you know, Besides the fact that I was on life support before. Yeah, one thing that I do regret. One time I got a like an advanced mathematics chip implanted in my brain. I thought the working out those angles would be uh, real benefic- beneficial to uh, bounty hunting. But now I'm just doing math in my head all the time. And I hate math. So you got to plan for the things that you want, but also the things that you like. Because that chip, once it gets into your brain and once it turns on, it's going to be doing its prime directive which is like solving math problems and if there's ever a point where you want to turn that off you literally can't and then my favorite i got a smoothie finger i got a little blender in my finger that just kind of like blends up it's like a food processor for whatever i want terrifying in potential Mm -hmm. but also delicious in application (laughs) the one thing that i think you need to think about is for all these various parts and upgrades you do have to get accustomed to them so if you've got a job that you know, heavily relies on you being operating at 100% at all times, you don't want to have to take that time off work to get adjusted to your new parts. So I say only do it as needed. It's an interesting, interesting philosophy, some different different thoughts and concepts going by. I am of the belief that obviously, and I... I realize that my physical presence is intimidating to you all, but this is a perfect form that I was lucky enough to be born into. Are you standing right now? That's the best he could have done. This is a perfect form. This is a machine. Not being able to be genetically engineered 
you know, weighs on some people. I'm, I hmm. think you're, 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 we're having a slight disconnect here. I was born perfect. For what you could do. Yes, absolutely. And I admire, I admire your self-esteem. For instance, here's the thing. Zero, you have to sleep, right? Your, your systems have to recharge. Have you to have sleep, to plug yeah. in. My life machine that's here, I just pour calf into it, and it just keeps going forever. Mm, well, see, you're not the doctor who said you should stop drinking so much calf. Because that guy thinks he, he was a drink quack. Well, he was a quack. Big, like top right quack in the in the empire. Uh, mm, I wouldn't. <laughs> if, you, if you saw his his latest, uh, you like jitter a lot. What you jitter frequently? Yes, that's that's. A, I am I am constantly at the ready. It's what's called a symptom. It, it's a twitch reflex. Mm. Like if someone were to I'm throw not, something at I'm me, not going I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Throw not a punch. I'm, I'd right, feel. Fine. I'd feel. No, I'd feel bad. Okay. We'd feel bad. We'd feel bad if we tossed these keys at him. Whoop! That, see how close I was see right there? See how embarrassing and mm-hmm. sad it is. It was so close. I almost, my fingers touched the ring. This is where we good. are. I've gotten to the point where I have enough empathy for it that I feel bad now. That's where we are. And that's the meaning of friendship. <laughs> So back to the cybernetics conversation. Uh, so I, I like this point that some that you should be thoughtful about the sort of purchases. So you shouldn't get things that augment in a way uh, that you are unprepared for the results. And you say that um, you should just like have upload time. Yep. I mean, because they're, they're absolutely right. Augments can extend your life and they can extend your life as a healthy person. Or just think, you know, use the years of health that you have while you have them. And once you start to break down, then it's time to start looking into cybernetic replacements. Are there any things that like Zero has that you're like, when I start breaking down, that looks pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. Mm. What are you scoping out on me? Well, you know, I will say uh, I really admire the cybernetic thighs and uh, and glutes that, Sturdy. Uh, that Zero has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very firm and sturdy, able to withstand any sort of rocking on the ground or anything like that. Sometimes in the heat of battle, I'll find myself admiring just how well those machines function. Wait, are you checking me out in battle? It was fine. Just to make sure your firm is standing standing (laughs) tall and proper. Why are you sweating so much? Is it hot? (laughs) Is it? I'm only going to say this once. Sinox, back off. (laughs) (laughs) Good. We're good. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Evil Campaign. We look forward to entertaining you more in our new Skyjacks campaign, coming out this October. Before we leave you, we'd like you to consider listening to one of our affiliates, The Broadswords. The Broadswords is an all-women D&D podcast focused on drama, roleplay, and subverting stereotypes. Join the Broads as they unravel the mysteries of Snowy Rashomon, a land ruled by witches and steeped in superstition. Berserkers reign, and spirits roam the frozen wastes. Yolaris, Keela, and Maypri all have their own reasons for journeying north, but they soon find they have something in common. They are pawns in a divine plot. You can learn more at thebroadswords.com. Or subscribe now on your favorite podcast app. Ava Arik is performed by Cat Cool, who can be found on Twitter at cat underscore cool underscore. And that's cool spelled like her last name, K-U-H-L. Minister Blue was performed by Jim McClure, who can be found on Twitter at GM Jim McClure. 
Zero was performed by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave. And that's Dave, D-A-V. You can also find him on stage at Second City, where he performs with their main stage company in the review Dream Freaks Fall from Space. You can also find him performing at I.O. with Devil's Daughter. And I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Or you can listen to my other show, The One Shot Podcast, found at OneShotPodcast.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Finally, all music on the show was performed by the Snowdens of yesteryear. Until next time, there is now death. There is the Force. Good. Good. Was good. Was it intending to be a prom episode when we started it out? It wasn't going to be prom when I first had the idea. 